<laughs> Welcome back to When Mamas Rise Up podcast, where we empower you all to rise into the very best version of yourselves. I'm Liz. And I'm Jenna, and we're a couple of moms who have risen up from losing ourselves in the trenches of motherhood, and we are here to help you guys do the same. Oh, boy. <laughs> Shout out to Jenna, because I, I have not had the courage to listen to the last episode that we recorded. I was like, I was so sick. I didn't know what I was saying. I didn't know. Oh, like just I feel like you carried that episode because I, I listened to the first like five minutes and I was like, oh, gosh, I couldn't I couldn't listen anymore. So Yo, shout out is, to you. It has been rough for the last <laughs> couple of weeks. Liz has been on her deathbed and man, mom life, mom life, business life, family life, home life. Everything has just been like, guys, I was thinking about this this morning and about, you know, my kids are off school today. And I didn't realize that when I made a doctor's appointment. So I had to like drag all the kids with me to my OB appointment. Like what an appointment <laughs> to take the kids to. <laughs> and uh, like, it's just, I was thinking, you know, they're arguing because they've just, it's wintertime. We're cooped up. Like they no. just need to get outside, but it's negative six degrees in Indiana yeah. today. So it's like, I'm all about bundling them up and sending them outside. But I mean, it's just a little cold they're arguing and I'm like, they're like, what are we doing today? And I'm like, listen, kids, I got to work. Like I got, it's so hard. I think to just do all the things as moms sometimes. And it's okay to like, stop and recognize like, holy crap, this is hard and I'm handling it the best that I can. And, um, I think that's something that we kind of want to dive into. Liz and I have literally been talking for an hour about, <laughs> What we want to dive into, we're actually going to make a series. I think we just kind of came up with this. Um, tell us about it, Liz. <laughs> <laughs> well, first, I before I forget it, I want to share a parenting fail. Oh boy. Well, it's you already know we uh, because speaking of being cooped up, like in this house. It was just like like you said, it was a hard week last week. We were starting a brand new challenge. I get the freaking flu and I have not been that sick in forever. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like Monday was the beginning, not even the beginning of it. It was like the peak of the sickness. And we're have we're starting a new challenge. Like life still goes on. The kids were home on a snow day. Like I still have to, like you were saying, like do all the mom things. You have to feed the kids, keep them alive, yeah, take yeah. care of the house. I still had laundry to do. I still like moms had, don't get sick days. Moms no, don't get sick days. You have I to still tons, do all the things. Tons of people to get set up for this challenge. Like you have to still show up for people that need you. And it was just very, oh, it was just a lot. Like there was one point where I just like walked up to the boys and I was like, I'm sorry. Like, I feel like I have just been such a horrible mom and they're old enough that I can say that too. I'm like, I've just been dying. They're like, you're fine. You're not bad. You're not a horrible mom, but mom parenting fail. Okay. So this is like Saturday. We're going on like 10 days of this shit. And, uh, Tim, this is more of a Tim fail. He was <laughs> feeling good. Like he's not sick. And the boys were just being just like spoiled brats. Like everything was like, they were just being brats. And so we finally, Tim goes, that's it. No more screens, no more anything for the rest oh. of the weekend, the rest <laughs> of the weekend. And I go, Tim, they're off Monday too. Like, are we, are you sure about this? 
Like, you're really going to take this away for the whole freaking weekend? He's like, yep, yep, all weekend. And so uh, that was rough. <laughs> like, we needed those, okay? Sometimes you need those. And like, for even like a, an hour chunk of the weekend, we can't go outside. Yeah. Can't go do anything. Well, and especially with you being sick, it's like sometimes you just need to just distract them a little yes. bit. That's what mine are doing right now. Mine are on screens right now so we can record this podcast and I have no shame. Like, it's no, they're, well, so coming back to that, <laughs> we finally caved and we were like yesterday, we we're like, okay, you can earn them back. You can earn <laughs> back your screen. So they, they were like doing everything to earn it. So they're on those right now. And yeah, it's fine. It's fine. And I'm going to be like in and out of stuffy, manly voice during this episode. Um, It is what it is. So I apologize now in advance. It's all right. We're here. We're recording. Yes. And we're getting better. I feel human. I feel, I feel human today. It's pretty good. I'm I'm almost ready to work out. (laughs) I'd say like tomorrow or the next day, I'm going to go work out. And I just cannot wait. Oh, how you I know, Liz was like super sick because we barely talked last week. Like we we, did, we had very minimal communication and it was like, it was yeah. okay because it was like a shit storm over here. It was a shit storm over there. It was like, yeah, it's all right. We're both on the up and up and surviving <laughs> yeah. last week. Survival mode for sure. So, um, let's okay. Into- okay. Okay. Strong yeah. mom era. Yeah. We hadn't announced that yet. You just saw it, didn't you? No, I didn't. No, oh, I didn't shit. Okay, so here we go, guys. <laughs> We're all about the eras right now. Everybody's in their eras, right? Like their their mom era, their... I have a really cute little thing that one of my clients sent me. It says I'm in my coaching era. I, I love it. It's sitting here on my desk. It's so cute. But I was like thinking we could dive so much further into this topic because especially with society, like, man, society just kind of ruins everything, don't they? Like they There's- paint this picture of people in their mom era. Okay. These moms who are guzzling wine every night or who are just like given up on their goals or who are just drowning in children and not, and they're losing their identities, you know, as people like, yes, being a mom is like the greatest job. I hate even calling it a job. It's just the greatest title in the entire Mm -hmm. world. But at the same time, it's like, we still need to make sure that we keep our identities as humans um, because that's where we're going to find. And again, like take everything that I say, like being a mom is the most fulfilling thing in the entire world, but we also were people before we were moms. We had identities before we were moms. We had goals and dreams and things that we wanted to do in this life before we were moms. And there will be a, there will be a time where our kids grow up and they're not going to be in our houses anymore. And then Mm. what are we left with? You know, you've lost your identity in raising these kids for 18 plus years. And it's great. Like you pour into them, you create these tiny little humans that grew up to be adults and they're hopefully ready to take on the world and um, with everything that you've taught them and poured into them and they go off and fly. And then what, what about us? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, So I kind of want to dive into this, like, we called it, we're going to kind of rewrite the narrative versus just being in our mom era. We're going to be in our strong mom era. And we want to kind of talk about what that looks like. We're going to create like a series on this, I think. Um, 
we're going to dive into just that topic today, but then have a couple of follow-up episodes after this about what that looks like for us. Um, both Liz and I, just as people, as fitness coaches, as moms who have, and I'm not saying that we're perfect. We are not perfect. We are working through things. We are growing as, you know, as we go, but there are things that have helped us kind of rise up into the people that we are now from, like I said, in our intro, like losing ourselves with, Mm -hmm. with that title of motherhood. Today is, this is part one of the series. We don't know how many parts there are going to be, but (laughs) we've been planning it. And today is more about setting ourselves, like how we can set ourselves apart from what social media shows us that, you know, um, a mom is supposed to be. And I I say social media, like you were saying society, I don't watch enough TV to know like what moms are doing on those shows, but like what, I mean, the reality shows with like the Kardashians, like that's kind of a joke, (laughs) but like how reality, I don't think that's really reality. (laughs) No, no. And that's the thing is like, you see these moms and it's like, okay, this is, this is how I should be acting. Or, Or if you have this, like, you know, oh, okay. They're, they're getting on there and they're dancing in their kitchen with wine because they're showing that that's how they cope with being a mom and having a stressful day. Or I like these reels that I've been popping up on my feed pissed me off. There was one that was like, this mom was like, it was noon. And like, once it hit noon, she popped open a bottle of wine and was like, I'm like, what is going on? And there was, I was just telling Jenna, there was one, I, I don't know if people, if you guys heard about this, I don't remember this being a day national quit day, January 12th. I heard about that too. What that pissed me off. Why is that a day? Like they're just saying that statistics show that, you know, people who set a goal for the new year have already quit by the 12th. And I don't know what percentage it is, but they made a freaking national day of it. And so I'm watching it almost. I'm watching these reels are like normalizing that. No, I'm watching these reels. And it's like, it is, it's a mom. That's like, I tried that. And it's the 12th and she's celebrating not being on her shit anymore. And not, you know, that was too hard. And so like making it into like this, like cool, you know, I'm going to dance with my wine in my kitchen. That's all I freaking see. And, uh, just normalizing a quitting on yourself, quitting on your goals, thinking it's funny, and uh, as always, normalizing drinking and how that's what you do as a mom. And so we want to change the narrative like that is what today is about. This is what our series is about is it's OK to want to be freaking better and want to get past this national quit day and like want to feel empowered and want to be a better version of yourself and a stronger mom and have a different identity than just mom. And it's okay to want those things. And that's what we want to bring today. Yes, absolutely. Like, and honestly, guys, I feel like I can, I can really speak on this because this is who I was. Like when I first, when I had my first two kids and honestly, even a year after I had Hayden, like I fell into that trap and I fell into like, oh, I'm supposed to drink wine now because I'm a mom and I'm supposed to like, this is how I deal with my stress. And at nighttime, I'm going to just, you know, I'm going to keep having my glasses of wine while the kids are watching their shows or whatever. And, um, I fell into that trap and thinking, and I'm, 
I don't want to. We both like did. I don't want to seem like I'm just completely shaming alcohol, and but I mean, in reality, it, like there I'm, is no purpose. There's there no, no purpose. Sh- like every time I, I like when you were out here and I was like try, like I wanted to have a drink on New Year's. It was like I was forcing myself. Like there is no enjoy it. No, there is no purpose to it. Like it, I can't even sit here and be like, yeah, like enjoy it once in a while in moderation. Like. Even when you do that, what is the point? I, I do not see the purpose anymore. I know. That's it's where hard. I'm at. Like I I am I am at the point where I'm like I don't mind having it if like for instance, okay, we went we went when we when we were in Colorado and we went up to the mountain, we were like, "Man, I really want a cold beer." Yeah. And I'm not going to lie, that beer tasted so good. But yeah. we had it together like kind of um I don't know that it was even in celebration. It was just like that sounds good, so I want to have one. And we had it and it was great. Did but we, then, did we have it, Jenna? Listen, the first one, <laughs> we got a second one and my child knocked it over into Liz's lap. So she got a beer spilled all <laughs> over her. Thank you, Harper. So yeah, we, I had a beer. Liz had, a <laughs> but, um, you know, I'm at this point where like, I, I enjoy it in celebrations and when I'm with friends, um, I very, very, very rarely ever get to the point where I'm starting to like get drunk. Like I couldn't tell you the last time I was actually drunk. Um, but as far as using alcohol to cope, um, or just drinking on my own that got cut out about two years ago. Um, and I'll never go back to it. And honestly, it was because it was a cycle that I was stuck in for a very, very long time that I thought that if I had a hard day, I would just drink. And it would make me forget about my hard day rather than looking inward and thinking, okay, maybe there's more to this. Maybe I should start working on coping skills that I personally have like within me versus relying on alcohol to help me cope Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. learning, you know, what are some other healthier ways that I can de-stress and that'll carry over into other situations. It's like, this is, it's almost part of self-growth as a person, um, to be like, okay, Hey, why are these things stressing me out? And then maybe that's the thing that we need to address versus the stress that I'm feeling and numbing it with alcohol or yeah. whatever. Cause it doesn't go away. It goes no. away temporarily, but exactly. It's like you, you're just putting a bandaid over the problem. And so eventually we need to work on taking away that bandaid and figuring out what the problem is and either fix the problem. Like if it's a job that's absolutely making you hate your life, guess what? you're not stuck there. Like nobody's making you stay there. Like if it's ruining your quality of life, like you can do something about it. And that's the thing too, is it's, I, I was stuck in this cycle of like thinking that, you know, I had my, I had my nine to five and I was very, very, very comfortable in my nine to five and it was safe. And I knew I had a job. I was pretty decent at what I did. I had a paycheck every week and I would, but it caused me so much stress to the point where I would like, you know, come home, drink a bunch of wine. And as I'm picking my kids up from daycare, they're little, they're toddlers. And it's like, oh my gosh, I just can't handle any more today. So then I would drink rather than being like, what about my life? Can I maybe change to where this isn't, this isn't what I'm dealing with every day. You know what I mean? Like what is making me so unhappy? So it's literally about just digging a little bit deeper and knowing that you have control to change that situation. And if for whatever reason you can't change that situation, you can at least change your reaction to the situation, change your outlook on it. Um, Because at the end of the day, like you're in control, guys, you're in control of your mindset. Yeah. 
I don't know. You got anything to add on that? Like I, like I said, I feel like I can talk so heavily on this topic because I was lost in it. And I kind of, I feel like I kind of broke free from it. And it's almost like now I'm able to design this life that I want um, without alcohol and being able to dig into the, like I said, the things that stress me out. Okay. Why do these things stress me out? What can I do to make them not stress me out? Most of the time it's like a time management issue or it's me procrastinating on something, or if it's me, um, having anxiety because I'm not doing what I should be doing. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, it all kind of comes back to us, um, and how we cope and deal with things just as people. Yeah. You're, we're not like, you are not stuck. And if you are stuck, it's because you're choosing to be stuck. You know, in your situation, <laughs> there it goes. The, the shirt, shirt is coming off. off. <laughs> um, but you can control whether you change that situation or not. And we talk about this all the time. And that's why we're so passionate about this because we've all, we've been there. We have been there. And you don't have to stay where you're at. Like that is the purpose of this. Just because you feel like you're in a certain era or you see like a certain season, like we want to empower you that like, it's okay to be in your strong mom era. And, and that's where we're, that's where we're at. That's where we're, what we're bringing these next few weeks. It's okay for you to look at your life. And if you are stuck in this cycle of just like, and it, like, it doesn't even have to be alcohol. I know I put a lot of emphasis on that, but if you're just stuck in the cycle of being unhappy or, um, you know, you feel like this is what mom life is supposed to look like. If you think that to yourself, like take a step back and challenge it. Okay. It can look however you want it to look. And that's kind of how Liz and I, I feel like we, we met after we were both kind of pulled ourselves out of that. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we were both really on a good path to self-development and becoming our best selves. And then that's kind of where our paths crossed, which is really awesome. Um, but we both kind of, and I feel like I could speak for you of just saying like, that's not the narrative that I want my life to look like that. I have a stronger identity past just going to work, going home and being drowning and just drowning in children. <laughs> and like I said, it's, it's being a mom is fantastic, but I don't, I want you guys to know that you can thrive throughout mother, motherhood and not just survive. And so this is where we're kind of challenging you to be like, okay, why am I surviving? What is it that's stressing me out? What is it that I feel like I'm not doing as a human and not feeling fulfilled? You know, do I have goals outside of like, did I have major goals that maybe got put on the back burner once I started having kids? What are my passions in life? Do I like to help people? Do I like to do this? Do I like to do that? Let's dive further into that because there's nothing that says that you cannot do both. You can still be a mom and you can still pursue your goals and you can still become better as a person and grow as a person. It doesn't have to get put on pause. In fact, that's how we thrive. And if we are wanting to raise these kids up to be good human beings, this is how we do it. We have to lead by example and we they will learn more from what we do than what we say. So your kids watching you chase your goals and have discipline and go after the things that you want and be happy, they're going to emulate that. That's how they're going to grow up. They're going to see that and they're going to see that that's how you live. That's how you go after the things that you want in life. Because how can we sit there and tell our kids, oh, you can do anything. You can chase your dreams. You can you know, set these big goals. You can do anything you want in life. 
And then they look at us and they're like, well, then why didn't you? Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. We have to be able to, like I said, get back to that identity outside of just being a mom, because that's where our kids are going to also thrive. They're going to learn from you being more than a mom and being fulfilled and happy and chasing your passions and all these things. Again, not to say that like being a mom isn't the greatest thing in the world. It really is. But because of that, we have to selflessly, I made a post about this last week, selfishly and selflessly, we have to pour into ourselves. Mm -hmm. Okay. You got to do it selfishly to a point where it's like, it's a priority every day to pour into yourself, but we need, are doing it selflessly so that we can make our family better. We can make our kids better and they can continue to grow and be the humans that we want them to grow into. I think there was never anyone, or I wasn't ready to hear it, but there wasn't, I didn't have someone like I had this veil or the, this curtain over my eyes or this tunnel vision of like, this is the only way, you know? And I, like, this was the only way to live life is just going through the motions until I had someone bring it to my attention and, and pour belief into me and make me realize that like, no, if you want something different, or you want to focus on this, but still be mom, like you can, you can be better here in this area too. And until I had someone bring that awareness to me, it was like, whoa, I didn't even would never crossed my mind. Like this was just the way this is just what you do. Just going through the motions. And because I started to find something that I was extremely passionate about outside of being a mom, I am better at being a mom from it. I am better at being a, like I'm a better wife. I'm just a better person because someone brought that to my attention that like you can, you can be really great and and pour into this part of your life and be passionate about something. And because I'm doing something that feel it's very fulfilling, um, you know, pouring into other people, it's, it has made me so much better from it. And that's why we want to be that person that kind of pulls the curtains and makes you realize that like, okay, maybe you're happy with what you're doing, but are you just comfortable? Like, are you, are you really happy? Are you fulfilled every single day? Or is it like, you're just, you're just comfortable with what you're doing. And if you have like this, I mean, you're listening to this episode for a reason, or you're listening to this podcast for a reason because of the title, like rising up. Okay. If you have this little push or you're feeling this little push to become better and rise up, like that's what we wanted to bring to you today. And you had talked about the anxiety piece of it. And like, I wanted to bring, I wanted to talk a little bit more about that where like when you are working towards becoming a better version of yourself and you feel anxiety about doing stuff, usually it's like what you said, it's because you're not actually doing the things that you need to be doing. Like, you know, in, in your, you know, deep down that you're not doing those things that you need to be doing. So like you were sharing, okay, like let's, we talked outside of this episode, but you were working on your health and fitness goals. You were postpartum, you were wanting to change, you know, your body composition and you were still into the wine. You were still drinking the wine and like, in your mind, you were telling yourself these stories of I'm doing everything. Why am I not seeing these changes? And you were feeling anxiety, right? Like, I mean, talk more about that because I think people can relate to that as like, 
okay, well, I have this thing that I want to be better at. I want, I have this idea of what I want to be better at. And maybe you're not seeing growth right away, or you are starting to pour into that thing, but you have this anxiety around, you know, daily, whatever it is. And typically that anxiety is caused by not doing really not doing the things that you know you need to be doing. So for example, on your health and fitness journey, you may be telling yourself you're doing all the things, but you still are experiencing this anxiety about, you know, whatever it is. It's like, it's because you really aren't doing all the things. So mm-hmm. talk more. That was, I thought that was powerful, what you shared with me earlier. Yeah. And there's a word that's like, the word that I want to use is on the tip of my tongue. And I cannot think about, I cannot think of what the freaking word is. Um, It'll come to you tonight at 2 a.m. Okay. (laughs) I was like, what's that word? Okay, guys, it all comes down to ownership Um, and just realizing. And honestly, guys, I spun my wheels in life. I was at the same spot for years and years and years. And I was unhappy and I played the victim and I had a very fixed mindset. And it was all like, I would always just say, oh, well, I'm just not meant to be successful. I'm not meant to be somebody who you know, thrives outside of motherhood or whatever, or like those people are lucky or they were born with it or whatever. And I was constantly playing the blame game. I was always seeing, you know, if you did see, if I did see somebody who was successful or like a super fit mom that like looked like she had it together or lived this life that she had risen up from, I would downplay it. And now I get so annoyed when people say stuff like that to me because I'm like, you have no idea the hard work that I have put like poured into this to set myself apart. But I was that person because it was it was making me realize everything that I was missing and everything that I was lacking in my own life from not having ownership from the things that I was doing. Um, so, you know, like I, I was trying to get on track after I had Hayden. I had about 50 pounds to lose. Like I'm starting to track my macros and do the things, but I was not fully being honest with like the effort that I was putting in. Yes, I was showing up every day. I don't want to say that I was not working hard, but at the end of the day, like if I'm logging my food, this is still that I told you that first year after I had Hayden, I was still like into the wine. So I would log it as one glass of wine, but I would have three quarters of a bottle. You know what I mean? It was just little things like that. It's like, well, I'm logging my wine, but then I would have, I would sneak another glass or I would finish off the bottle or whatever and not log it. And it's like, it wasn't until one day I realized that I was literally the only person holding me back Mm -hmm. from what I wanted in life. At the end of the day, you are the only one who can do anything about where you are in life. And I don't, I'm not sure what happened. I'm not sure where it clicked. um, But I can tell you about around what, like when in my life it clicked um, that I decided that I, I was going to take complete ownership for everything. No more victim, no more blame game. Everything was in my hands. And once I was able to kind of make that switch in my head and switch that perspective and put the work in um, that was needed was when my life took a complete 180. Um, As far as growth in my business, as far as seeing progress in my body composition, you know, I was like struggling so hard to lose the last bit of that weight. And it wasn't until I took ownership and was honest about the things that I was logging, cut out the alcohol and did the things at the end of the day, I knew was going to move me forward. I got rid of that anxiety because I was doing the things that I was supposed to do, you know, and I was able to lay my head down at night and with a clear conscience and say, okay, I truly gave everything. 
And when I was able to do that, like I said, is when my life took a complete 180. I started you growing. <clears throat> well, you weren't treating your you weren't treating what you were doing as just like, I'm going to do it sometimes like your yeah. tracking or your health and fitness goals. It wasn't just like, I'm going to do it when I feel like it, or you weren't looking at it as just like a chunk of time. Like I'm going to do all this in just eight weeks and then be done. Like you adopted it as a lifestyle, your business. Yeah. It wasn't just a side thing. It was like, no, I'm going to go all in on this. This is my full time. I'm doing everything I can for this. And that's the thing is, when you treat it like it is number one, it is, is super important. Your goal is your true goal. That's when everything changes. Like you said. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and that I think was when it all clicked for me that I, I had complete control, you know? So, and then now from here on out, it's like anything I want in life, I know that I'm capable of getting it. It's just a matter of putting in the work, a being honest, B, See, being intentional um, and knowing that I'm truly doing what I need to do in order to reach that goal. And then also that alleviates the anxiety of being like, I can't get upset that I'm not at this point yet because I haven't put it in the work to get there. You know what I mean? You can't be upset about the work. Or no, you can't be upset about the results you didn't get yeah. from the work you didn't do. And that quote like hit hard for me too. And it's like, it forces you to, again, take ownership. What are you doing? to reach that goal. So I feel like maybe bringing it back, we got a little off on a tangent a little bit, but like bringing it back more so to the mom conversation of like, you are not stuck in this cycle of lost identity or thinking that your life has to be a certain way or thinking that like your life is put on pause until these kids grow up. Because honestly, like I said, what are they seeing? These kids need to see you living life to know that it's possible for them too. They need to see you thriving to know that that's how you live. They don't need to just see their mom surviving. If you don't have, if you can look at your life right now and we always say like, you can't pour from an empty cup. My favorite analogy in the whole wide world, my favorite saying, it's so cliche, but it's so damn true. What is filling your cup? And if you, I know you cannot honestly tell me that you sitting down at 5 p.m. with a glass of wine is filling your cup because that's empty. There mm -hmm. is nothing for you to pour into anybody else from that avenue, okay? We have to look deeper. We have to make it deeper. We have to give ourselves. We are all created differently with different gifts and different characteristics and different traits and different things. And you were perfectly positioned to be your child's mama. So if they are not getting the best of you, they're missing out on an amazing gift that they were meant for in life. So we have to make sure that we are pouring into ourselves to make sure we are the best version that we can possibly be to give it to our children because they were meant for us. They were meant to receive the gifts that we have to give them. Yeah. Takeaway for that. I mean, from everything today is that you can still be a great mom. You can be, you can be a great mom, but you can also be great at other things. And I think that was something I would tell myself is I, I was either mom and I had to just do all of the mom. Like I just had to be great at all of that. And I couldn't do these other things, but you can, you can still be mom and you can still be great in other areas. It is okay to give yourself permission to do that. Um, so next week, is going to be more like 
actionable steps or things that we do to fill our cup? Like, what did we decide? Four things. Yeah. Four things in our strong mom era. These are the four things that we do um, that kind of get us, like I said, to where we are, pulling us out of that um, cycle, setting ourselves apart. It's okay to set yourselves apart. It's it's funny how in society, like when we decide to rise up and be stronger than what the narrative is, like we're looked at as different when in reality, it's like, no, this is the way to live. <laughs> this is the way it's supposed to be. Um, yeah. You're different if you're not posting, you know, you eating crap and drinking wine and sitting, you know, making fun of your husband or, you know, talking about how, you know, stressed out you are from your kids. Like if you are out there doing great things and posting workouts and doing, you know, posting your healthy habits, it's like you are rare. I'm like, no, that's not. But, But again, like, like I said, I was, I was that person looking from the sidelines at other people who did have it together yeah. and tearing them down because yeah. I was like, Oh, well, they're just lucky. Oh, well, they just have, you know, they have a lot of money so they can afford this and this and that, or, Oh, they're just more successful. They, they landed this job because you know what I mean? It was like, I was always making excuses. Yep. And so I, nothing irritates me more now. Like than when people look at me and say, Oh, well, she just had good genetics. Oh, well she must have it easy at home. Oh, she must have X, Y, and Z or whatever. And it's like, no, I worked my ass off for literally everything that I have. And so for people to discredit that, it's like, ah, like, how dare you? But I know that it's coming from a place of like them just not taking ownership for what they're lacking in their own life because I was that person, like I said. And so it's like, when people try to tear you down, it's just a reflection of them um, and their insecurities. Very true. If you guys have never read the book Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink, that's a good one. I mean, that really does force you to look inward. And it's all obviously back to you are where you are because of you and no one else. It's not your circumstances. It's not your past. It's not your parents. Uh, Yeah, maybe you've had a shitty life or a shitty upbringing, but there are people who have been in worse situations that have pulled themselves out and took extreme ownership and decided, okay, this is up to me to make a change. I heard a quote, even just this morning, actually, I think Andy said it on his podcast this morning. He was like, you, you don't have control over where you start, but you have control over where you go. Maybe it was, yeah. Yes. Um, but that's the thing is it's like, wherever you're at now, yeah. Take ownership as to like, you're the reason that you are where you are. Um, but also take ownership to know that you have the ability to change it and yeah. the ability to create the life that you want, make it better, um, and become the mom that you were meant to be, become the person you're meant to be because you are a person as well as being a mom. Okay. There's a life like you can have an identity outside of that. And that's what I'm, again, that's where your kids are going to thrive knowing that their mom does have an identity outside of just being mom and living waiting on them hand and foot, whatever you're doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? They need to see you living a life to know and be able to emulate that as they grow. So I don't know. I talked a lot on that episode. I so appreciate that. that. <laughs> I'm starting to fizzle. It's, it's, a, uh, you know, you feel good first thing in the morning and now I'm like, Ugh. so thank you again for carrying that episode, Jenna. I will be back in full gear next week. Just you wait. 
Yes, we're going to get on a better schedule. We've been, like I said, we said we were going to, re- we've done it the last two Mondays. Yeah, this release is the podcast Monday. on Monday. Uh-huh. We just ideally, we plan to record them before Monday. Have it come out early. That yeah. part hasn't happened yet, but we're working on it. It's all right. It's been a crazy, crazy couple of weeks. Um, But honestly, 2024 is off to an amazing start. And I'm really freaking pumped for just the rest of the year and to continue to grow. This is the other thing is like when you allow yourself to start growing in this way, it makes life so, so exciting. It is. It's like I, I think about where I was a year ago from now and how freaking different I am from just 365 days ago. And now that makes me excited to see who I am a year from today and like just what's going on in life a year from today. And I don't know, it's, it's a great way to live life. It's how life's meant to be lived. Uh, And that's the point. You're never there. You're, this is a journey. Like you are always striving to be better. You're always shooting for higher, higher, higher. And the second you get complacent and comfortable is the second you plateau or go backwards. And Mm -hmm. that like, that, that scares me. And so I am at a point where I'm like, I just, I don't want to go backwards ever again. So we want to keep empowering you guys each week. Um, as we continue to grow on our journeys, we want to keep empowering you guys to want to keep rising up, keep shooting for higher goals. And that's what we just on my team call with my new, not new clients with everybody I'm working with for this challenge. We just talked about getting uncomfortable and how it is necessary. Like people were like, we were talking about how, you know, just having not, I guess, kind of anxiety around pushing yourself harder and knowing when to push yourself harder with workouts and different things like that. And it's like, well, 99% 99% of the time we, we do have more to give. We do mm-hmm. safely, like whether it's in a workout, we do have more to push out. Um, because that's the point. So it was a cool conversation about just really always striving to be more uncomfortable. That was everyone's homework assignment. So, Hey, <laughs> you guys do something that makes you uncomfortable today or this week. Think about, think about what fulfills you. Think about goals, things in the past, maybe prior to becoming a parent um, that you had wanted, that you felt maybe had to be put on the back burner. It doesn't have to anymore. Maybe you have new goals. Maybe you have new passions. Because again, like my, where I'm at now and my, where my passions are and where I'm really pouring my heart into is maybe a little different than where it was 10 years ago. So those things can evolve too. Think about where you're at now. It doesn't have to get put on pause. Um, and you can continue to grow and become the best version of yourself. So what are you passionate about? What are you, you know, we all have different gifts. Like you were saying, like that's, I was a teacher. Well, just cause I don't want to teach students anymore. doesn't mean I can't continue to teach people how to be better and how to live healthier. Like that is still a passion of mine and that fulfills me. And so it can just because you're doing something right now, it doesn't have to look completely different. But like you said, find something that you're passionate about and that fulfills you and that, what do they say? That you would do for free, something you would see Mm -hmm. yourself doing for free. Like that's what you should run with and that's what you should go do. Yeah. So, all right, guys. Well, if you liked this episode, it was a, a, 
I feel like maybe a little different than what we've been doing. We've been doing a lot of mindset stuff lately. And I guess this kind of had some mindset in it too. But um, if you enjoyed this, don't forget to share, give us five-star rating on Apple and Spotify, share, tag us. We love to see when you guys tag us Um, and yeah, pass it along to maybe another mama who could probably hear this message too. Cause our goal guys is always to just help reach more people, add value, um, be able to open your minds, open your hearts to live in your very best life. So any more, have you got anything else, Liz? No, I'm just going to call it a day. <laughs> All right. Well, we will see you guys next week for episode two from this series. Um, and I'm super excited about it. So have a great week guys. Bye guys.